0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today, actually two verses, one from the epistle lesson and one from the gospel, and they are printed in the sermon outline on page three of your service folder. First, St. Paul says, as for you, do not grow weary in doing good. And then Jesus says, when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. This is our text. Well, it's over, finally. The uh, longest and nastiest presidential campaign in memory, maybe in history, is at last behind us. Now that the results are in, we know that there are some in our nation who are very excited, some who are very depressed, and others who are just glad to be done with it. We grew weary of the entire process many months ago. Whatever you're feeling about, about either of the candidates, one thing about both of them impressed me. And that was their stamina. They kept up an incredible pace with an impossible schedule. And they never gave up. That's what we want to talk about today. Not politics. That's certainly not the most important thing. It's not why we gathered here today. We came to hear God's word and that's what we're going to do. First, we... Listen to St. Paul's encouragement that we never give up. And then we'll hear Jesus explain how it's possible for us to remain steadfast. We'll start with Paul. Just this verse from the epistle lesson. As for you, do not grow weary in doing good. In other words, never give up. Now this verse comes in the context of St. Paul's discussion about some of the events that will take place before Jesus returns to earth on the last day. He talks about this event in several of his 13 letters, including both of the ones that were written to the Christians living in the Greek city of Thessalonica. It was a matter of great interest to them. They had a lot of questions about it and, and actually quite a few misunderstandings. All of our lessons today, in one way or another, deal with that topic of the last day. This is in our church year calendar. This is the second last Sunday in the church year. And that's when we start to focus a little bit about what's going to happen at the very end. Well, Malachi, in the Old Testament reading, gives us one picture. He describes the last day as as being one of, of great destruction on the one hand. And great rejoicing on the other. And Jesus says pretty much the same thing in different words, in our gospel lesson. The warnings against idleness in the epistle lesson were prompted by the fact that some in Paul's day thought, "Well, if Jesus is going to be coming back very soon, I might as well just sit around and do nothing except wait for that. That's when Paul tells them that as they wait, they should also work. He urges them not to grow weary in doing good, to to never stop doing what is right, to never give up. So as we consider what those words mean for us today, let's first identify the kinds of things that discourage us, making us weary and, and tempted to quit, And then we'll remind ourselves of what it is that encourages and re-energizes us. When you look at the word discourage, you can see the word courage there. And one definition of courage is the attitude or response of facing and dealing with anything recognized as dangerous, difficult, or painful. So facing something rather than withdrawing from it. The word courage comes from an old word that means heart that's beating within us. So you put both of those things together. Discourage, then, means to lose heart, and it's that I just want to run away feeling. When it comes to discouragement, notice that it's not a matter of if, but when. Because it happens to all of us. That's why the first question in your sermon outline is not, do you ever grow weary? But rather it is, what makes you weary? And then in your sermon outline, we, uh, we mention a few of those. We, we organize them all around the word work, because that's what St. Paul is talking about in, in the epistle lesson. So, uh, so the first one is stress. At work or home or school, or wherever and that stress can come in different forms can't it 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 could be deadlines that we have to meet we we know the stress of that it could be decisions we have to make sometimes don't you just wish somebody else would make all your decisions for you could come in the form of financial pressures or people pressures because people have a tendency to disagree with us and be disappointed By us, or we're disappointed in them. And those things can be so discouraging. And they they just drain the energy right out of you. And if it sounds like I'm speaking from experience, it's because I am. Although the the next one in the sermon outline actually is something that I that I haven't had personal experience with, but I know it's very real. It's not stress at work, it is lack of work. Certainly many people have known that or or are currently experiencing the kind of discouragement that brings, financial and, and emotional hardship that comes with it. Well, there are a lot of people in Paul's day, to whom Paul was writing, who were also out of work, not because of a poor economy, but because of their poor theology, or oh, they saw no point in going to work if Jesus was coming back soon. That was causing all kinds of problems, as you can imagine. St. Paul kind of sums it all up when he uses a word, I don't know if it's used anywhere else in the Bible, when he says that some of them, or did you catch that when Pastor Bender read it? Some of them, they're not busy at work, they are busy bodies. <laughs> Pretty blunt, wasn't he? And pretty insightful as well. Paul makes a pretty important observation for us there. Because the lack of work, whatever the cause, can lead to a lack of of a positive focus in our lives, which in turn can lead to discouragement and weariness so that we just want to give up. The third one on the list there is what Paul is talking about. Uh, Sometimes... What makes us weary is doing good works. And Paul says, well, don't let that happen. Do not grow weary in doing good. What would cause that? Again, all kinds of things. You've experienced them as well as I have one. One is when we're being criticized. So we think we're doing something good to help somebody, and we find out that, that they don't like that. They don't like what we're doing or how we're doing it. Even a step beyond that would be outright opposition. Again, we think we're doing something to help. And we find out that somebody is, is trying to block our efforts. Probably at the top of the list though, would be what Jesus talks about in our gospel lesson. What, what we see being on the increase, and I'm talking about persecution now, of God's people. That's, that's increasing internationally and, and also in our own country. It's, it's getting closer And closer all the time. Any of those things can discourage us, make us weary. But then again, it doesn't have to be something quite so dramatic or obvious. It could be that uh, nobody simply seems to notice or care. Now, we don't do good things in in order to be noticed or for our own benefit, and, and we know that shouldn't really matter, but Somehow it does. Or, frankly, it can just be hard to get ourselves motivated. And we've done enough. We've we've done our part. It's someone else's turn. Recognizing the kinds of things that can make us discouraged and weary, the next question is, so when that happens, what do we do? Well, sometimes... We look down, we, we hang our heads in defeat, we give up, we quit. I've done that. Sometimes we look inside to find strength there. The uh, toughen up buttercup approach. Well, that can work. Sometimes. For a while. Other times we, we look around us to see what kind of help we can find. But what do we see then? Troubles. Pain, problems, chaos, all of which threaten to overwhelm us. Now, if we're only looking inside ourselves or or around ourselves, eventually we'll end up giving up, which is just the opposite of what our Lord wants. He would say to us, never give up, rather look up. He wants us to know where we find the encouragement that produces spiritual and emotional and even physical stamina. Well, if discourage means to lose heart, what would encourage mean? How about to gain heart, a new heart? To be encouraged means to have a new heart placed within us. And, of course, that's not anything we can do ourselves. Jesus reminds us from where that comes. In our gospel lesson, he describes the kinds of things that are going to happen uh, before the last day, and some terrible things, some terrifying things. The natural response to that would be to, to cover our heads and to shake in our boots. And Jesus says some people are going to do that. But he tells us that we don't have to. In fact, he tells us not to do that. He says, when these things begin to take place, don't cover up, straighten up, and raise up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. In other words, don't give up. Look up. And when you do, do you know what you'll see? You'll see the Savior who once came down to this earth and, and while he was here experienced everything that, that, and endured, everything that you have or will and more, even death on a cross. When you look up, you will see the Savior who is ruling over everything on your behalf. It's not utter chaos. It's not that everything is crazy. Things haven't gotten out of control. They are very much under our Lord's control. When you look up, you will see the Savior, who one day will put an end to all the madness when he returns to rescue his people from everything that threatens and discourages and destroys us. Until that day, knowing that day is coming, don't give up. Look up. Look up and see the Savior. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.